What is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far, or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, May 8th, 2020, episode number 131. Quarantine week number 685, it feels like. I lost count. I have no idea what week we're on. It's, it's all running together every day of the week, every week of the month, every month of 2020 is just... I, I saw something on on, uh, on social media that says, yep, just did a load of pajamas, got my work clothes ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. Yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't even know about wearing pants anymore. It doesn't even matter. Uh, well, you, you haven't put pants on for me since we started this thing, so I don't know why you I need do, to put You pants do have a nice for... t-shirt on right now, I gotta say. We both have nice t-shirts on The exact on right same shirt. We didn't even plan that. Look at that. Nice off the groove. The OTG. original Flat Track Podcast, son. Yeah, so I, it's it's more of the same, I guess. But we're back for another week. Absolutely, because we got to keep the streak going. Damn right. And uh, keep bringing Flat Track knowledge to our, our fans. I mean, that's what, uh, you know, some people might be, this is all they might have to look forward to, so. I feel sorry for those people. <laughs> hey, uh, did you watch any of the races from uh, Pensacola Dirt Track last weekend? I watched a couple of them, man. They looked like they had a good time down there in Pensacola for sure. It looked like a lot of fun. I, I didn't I didn't watch Saturday nights because it was a 60 lapper. I did hear that Aiden Roos Evans won, which we had him on the podcast not too long ago. So that's pretty cool. We did. Uh, yeah. We talked to him. Then we talked to Robbie Bobby. I saw some uh, carnage from the the toilet bowl class the cars the crapper 250 yeah the crapper 250 (laughs) how could you forget that dude i don't know man maybe i'm just trying to so i don't say it during maybe the corona crapper 250 if you say that please if you say that during a real race i'll pay you a hundred dollars cash don't don't tempt me yeah man I'll there for it. a while they, they'd whisper stuff in my ear you know when i have a headset on i'm in there announcing they'd get they'd see if they'd if i could say it during one qualifying session or one race or something like that i would uh, always slide something in there i was one of those voices in your ear at one point remember i know I, mean, I wasn't gonna throw you under the bus it's but. okay no I'm, i definitely was one of those people in yeah, your that, ear telling you to say things that you didn't want to say sometimes Sometimes. Sometimes. Now I'm just Sometimes. telling it to your face over Skype for podcasts. Yeah, so we get to look at each other and talk about it. Whew. No, it, it, it looked like a good event. It looked like, uh, you know, they had a decent turnout of riders. I, I never did see the grandstand, so I don't know if they had any fans in the stands. Hopefully, Robbie Bobby, you know, did okay. And, uh, you know, it's good to have a live, real flat track race. Yeah, it was good to see, the, see some folks back out on the track. And other types of racing, too. I saw, like, even some even some four-wheel vehicles out there, you know, some wingless sprints and some other some other things. So that was super cool. I mean, I mean, it's always good to get out to the track. I'm sure some people got their fix for sure. And, you know, the, those of us that couldn't make it got to see some of it on the stream. So always good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, you know, I wish I could have went down there, but I think, you know, I've, I've got to stay safe right now because whenever we get the green light for AFT to go racing, I've got to be ready and just didn't want to take a chance and flying down there or getting sick or anything like that. Blah, so. blah, blah. <laughs> uh so what else you been doing nothing just quarantining i did work on the house that i'm living in so this is my dad's old house so okay. i rent it from him but uh my light fixture in the bathroom started flickering so i was like all right change the light bulbs no big deal well it kept flickering kept flickering so i take the thing down put a you know get a new light fixture from uh, one of those big stores outside the house and uh had it delivered put it up I'm watching TV later that night, and I hear a crash. I'm like, oh, no. So oh, boy. It stayed wired, but the sheetrock gave away, and it, it, it 
it, it flipped down and hit the wall. So oh, anyway, yeah. I thought about it for a little while and turned the power off to that room and started working on it the next day. And anyway, the sheetrock had deteriorated or whatever happens to sheetrock. I don't know. It looked like it had been wet and got hard. It was brittle. So had to bought some more sheetrock, got some mud, got, the, I, you know, all this stuff I've never done before in my life. And so I start working on it. Well, it wasn't going to be good enough, so I had to call my dad. He came over here. <laughs> we did some social distancing, but he got in the attic, and I stayed in the bathroom, and uh, we, we made a fix for it, and I actually finished it up earlier this week and painted, and it looks so pretty. That's a bummer I don't live closer to you. I could have made a little home improvement show out of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you know what? I have nothing else to do. That's why I jumped in and tried to, to fix it. I probably could have survived with only two light bulbs instead of four, but you know what? Fixing shit with the doublers. It would have been a great show. Fixing shit with the doublers. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it now. You like hammering and cussing and your dad, a cutaway to your dad saying, I don't know what he's doing, but. That was about as much as I did all week. That was it. That was my highlight. Woo. Nice. Well, you know. I don't have much else going on here either, so... what? You still got a job. Yes, I still have a job and able to work remotely. Very thankful for that. And uh, I have a few other things on the side that are keeping me busy as, as well. Working on some cool stuff with the Crusaders Motorcycle Club and Rhonda Waters and Dave Waters and the Waters Auto Body team, so... And, uh, and speaking of them, uh-oh. their writer and Dallas Daniels was on the AFT show last night. That's a perfect segue. Look at that. How did uh, how'd that go? Nailed it. It was fun. Ryan's actually down in Florida. He's been quarantined down there since, uh, you know, since we got the the postponement or the cancellation or whatever happened down in Florida. I guess it's a postponement of the Daytona TT. So he's just hung out down there and he's taking it easy. Dallas was at his house in Illinois and it was uh, good to catch up with those two. You know, they were they were teammates last year. Now they're on separate teams. They still remain friends, and uh, it was it was cool to catch up with both of them. Yeah, a little different setup for both of them for uh, 2020. I mean, Dallas is more the same uh, with Estenson and everything, but uh, new team for Ryan. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out on the KTM's for him. I'm sure he's going to make some noise. Um, but yeah, dude, it's, it's those shows are getting better and better. I like uh, I like the different people that you're talking to and uh, the conversations you're having there. Well, actually, it's not a completely new team. He used to ride for the Waters Auto Buddy team back in the day. So That's fair. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know if you were aware of that. That might have been before he came into Flat Track. I, I think I was talking to Rhonda about it, actually. It was his one of maybe one of his first wins, I think, was with them. Is that right? I believe so. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, and she and, showed, she, dude, I got to send you the picture that she sent me of Ryan. He was like eight or nine years old. It's hilarious. Wow. Yeah. That's maybe, cool. Maybe we'll post that and embarrass the hell out of, we, out of Wells. We, we did talk about some of his, uh, wins when he was a kid and riding for cool skunk, which was, uh, the, the team that James Rispoli's parents had. And, and it was pretty cool. And they were talking about the older bikes and stuff like that. So I, I like that. Cause that gives, you know, some of the history of where these kids come from. And, you know, Wells is still considered one of the kids. I mean, he's not as young as Dallas, but you know, he's a former champion in our sport. And sometimes we forget about that. Absolutely. And that's what I'm digging about the project that I'm working on uh, with Rhonda. They're, they're interviewing every champion from the Medina TT uh, which is up there at the Crusaders Motorcycle Club. And uh, that's just cool because, like, in 10, 15 years, some of those kids might be champions at, at the AFT level. So to have that documented from, you know, the time that they were six, seven years old, uh, it's, it's just a super cool project. And uh, it helps the local local tracks and local clubs, too, as well. So I'm, I'm behind that 100%. 
So where where can we see these videos that you're making for the Waters Auto Body team? Well, the Crusaders Motorcycle Club has a Facebook page. They're posting them there for now, but there may okay. be uh, okay. there may be some other places you can see them in the future. So I'll keep you posted for sure. Right on. I think it's cool too because the AFT show you can watch it live on Facebook. You can go back and watch it on Facebook, and they're also uh, putting it on the AFT YouTube page. So nice. you know, people that don't have Facebook like myself can can go back and watch it that way. There's not many people without Facebook. I think you're one of three. Well, I know one other person, so maybe just one of two. Well, there you go. One of the big things that's out this week that uh, that we definitely need to mention is the May issue of Thunder Press. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. Lots of ladies. Several ladies. Lots of them. Lots, Lots of, of them. Awesome and, motorcycle and ladies. We had a small part in that. Itty bitty part. Itty bitty part for sure. But it was super cool. Like uh, we talked to our good friend Joy about. Uh, a few of the ladies that we've actually talked about on the show and some that we haven't. And uh, there's a little a little article in there from Scotty and Carter. A little blurb in there. We're talking about the flat track racing ladies. We didn't get into any of the other ladies, but, uh, you know, Jody Johnson's in there, too. Uh, we've had her on here, but we didn't we didn't talk about her. Uh, but they did talk about her in the in the in the magazine. So yep. it's pretty cool. You guys need to check it out. Thunder Press is the magazine. I'm sure, you can find a link somewhere super cool all digital this month which is which is super neat you can check them out on facebook you can check them out on instagram and uh and check out the issue for yourself um well you want to get into this week's guests yeah i think we should before we get into the bigger interview i I thought it might be worth uh putting a call into uh caleb vick have you ever heard of this kid is that michael vick's brother (laughs) definitely not related to michael vick he's not a football player he he actually races motorcycles you may have never heard his name what about the name night flash does that ring a bell not to me. Hey, it probably won't ring a bell to you because you, did, you didn't follow that too closely, I don't think. But he's actually the first ever e-racing flat track champion. Get out of town. He's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy that won it. They finished the five race series and he came out on top with a pretty decent point lead. Well, I heard he was pretty untouchable. Yeah, I think uh, I think there was only one race that he didn't win out of the five. So um, I thought we'd just wow. put in a call to him, get to know him a little bit and uh, hear his thoughts on the on the series. All right. Dial him up. Let's do it. It's Caleb. Caleb, this is Scotty Dubler. How you doing, man? I'm doing real good, man. Good. I, I just wanted to call and wanted you to have you on the podcast Off the Groove because I heard that you are the e-racing champion uh, for 2020, so congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah, so I don't know much about it. I didn't get to watch any of the game or any, any, any of the races or anything like that, but you go by Night Flash, so where did you get that name from? Man, it's just one of those things, you know, when you're a little kid, you think, that's really cool. I'm going to pick that. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. So how old are you now? I'm 16. All right. All right. That's cool. So where did you find out about this uh, e-racing league? How would you hear about it? Uh, One of my friends, he he joined, like, the group, and he told me there's a thing going on, you know, where they're racing on a track on a video game. I'm like, oh, that sounds really awesome. I should do that. Yeah, that's cool. So I didn't, like I said, I didn't get to see any of the races, but I understand that you won almost every race, or you got maybe got second in one of the races. Is that what? Is that how it went down? Yeah, I got third in the first race, and I think I won all four of the rest of them. Wow, 
that's that dude that's incredible i don't care what game you're playing i don't care if it's real life you know racing or whatever but um so andrew butler who's a friend of mine uh who i think i raced against uh, a little bit in real life he thinks you have a secret or he thinks you know he's, he's trying to figure out how you're so good so do you know how you're so good or do you have a secret that these guys don't know or what i don't know andrew butler's real close to me man i barely get away from him sometimes I got you. So, is there one track that you're that you like better than the others, or is it are they all the same? Motor Ranch got to be my favorite track. Right on. Do you race in real life too? Yeah. And I, I forgot to ask you this off the start because I already knew. But uh, where where do you live now? Oklahoma. <laughs> I I heard that. So I'm in Oklahoma City. So are you uh, close to me, or are you are you down there by Joe Exotic, or just just where you at? Ada, Oklahoma. Ada, Oklahoma. Okay. So are there are there certain racetracks that you race at, or do you travel around with with you know in in racing in real life? Yeah, I I started like a year and a half ago, so I'm just starting to travel around now. Okay. Do you have a favorite track that you you race uh, so far, or you have you know one that you like more than the rest of them? My favorite is Great Bend. Okay, all right. I'll, yeah, I don't think I've been there. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and and um, I, I man, I'm, I'm so excited for you. Uh, are you going to race if, if they start doing this again? Or are you going to continue on? I mean, or is this a one time deal? I might continue on. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, did you win something for winning the championship? Justin Paul told me I won something, but I really don't know what I won. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. I heard some people were trying to get some stuff gathered up. But uh, anyways, man, I uh, appreciate you talking to us here on Off the Groove, and congratulations on being the first ever e-racing flat track champion, and, and uh, good luck in the future, and we'll keep an eye out for you. And uh, good luck in real life racing too, man. Maybe I'll see you at the track someday. Thanks, Nick. All right, Caleb. Take care, man. Caleb Vick, ladies and gentlemen. The E-Racing Flat Track Champion during the pandemic 2020. Now, he's going to go down in the record books. I mean, he's he's definitely the first ever. Whether there'll ever be another, who knows? We'll see. But right, uh, but right now, he is the only E-Racing Flat Track Champion. Uh, and uh, that's got to be cool, I guess, right? He's the first one, and he won all but one race in the first race he got third in. So he's got something figured out. Andrew Butler and the gang trying to figure out exactly what he's got figured out, and we'll have to see in the upcoming weeks. Representing the great state of Oklahoma, nonetheless, huh? Oklahoma. I know that. There you go. Yeah, because you've been here. I've been there. The great state fair of Oklahoma. It's okay. Speaking of you racing, uh, do you hear what Corey Texter's doing this weekend? I heard he's got a race, but uh, I don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah, he's not only promoting races in real life, now he's going to promote a virtual race. So is it just one race, or one, is it a series like they just had? One day event. The, the, this this series that uh, Caleb just won with five races uh, in this series. This is a one day event, and uh, he's posted on, I think it was on his social or somewhere. I know it's definitely in the PlayStation e-gaming Facebook group. Uh, he's posted the, okay. the, the race format. There's going to be three rounds of qualifying. Uh, the top three qualifiers from each round of qualifying will advance to the super final. And uh, fourth place through seventh place go to a B main. And okay. then there'll be a 10 lap B main. And the top three yeah. will, will from that will transfer to the super final. 
and then he's going to do some crazy uh, Supermoto deal where he's going to have uh, Supermoto 1 and Supermoto 2, 15 laps each, both yeah. with 12 riders that have qualified from the three rounds of qualifying in the B main. And yeah. then the combined scores of Moto 1 and Moto 2 winner determine the champion. Well, that's, that's like outdoor motocross style. You know, yeah. lowest point total will get you get you the prize. Did you see what the prizes are? Speaking of prizes, Dude, first I, place, a Bell Power Sports helmet and a number one plate. I definitely saw the prizes because I made the flyer. Yeah, and he I don't know if you saw. Have you seen the number plates? Uh-uh. Did Access Media do them? Uh, no. Pro plates. Oh, did that. pro plates. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I saw. I knew Access Media was helping them out. They helped us out with our logo too back in the day. Yeah. But maybe they just designed something for them. Here, let me show you the plates. Dude, that is cool. It's pretty That's neat. Awesome. Our buddy Tim at Pro Plates put those together for him, and it's going to go to the first, second, and third place uh, finishers. That's so cool, man. I mean, it, it's neat that people are kind of thinking outside the box, yep. doing something different, and now. People are going to get rewarded for it, too. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that we'd have the winner of that, that event on our show, but, it, you know, it's sponsored by Tank Slap, and so they may they may snatch them up. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, and, that, and that's all good. You know, as, as long as they get some recognition, that's what we're all about. Absolutely. Anyways, enough about that. Um, let's get into our next guest. You want to you wanna set this one up? Yeah, absolutely. So we had him on the AFT show uh, last week. He actually signed a deal with Royal Enfield, and uh, I want to know more about what else he's got going on so uh he's on his way right now up to sns up in viola wisconsin so uh i think we give him a call as he's on his way up there i think it's a great idea i think it was one, one of the more informative aft shows that that uh that have been out there so far you know you know it's always good to hear from johnny lewis but brie poland's perspective too and what she's doing uh with the royal info bike and and that program is pretty cool as well so i but you know with lewis that dude's always got a million things going on, so uh, we can definitely get more in depth and, uh, and talk about a lot of other things as he uh, takes that trek up to SNS. So uh, let's give him a shout. Dial him up. Hello, Johnny Lewis. Hey, long time, long time no talk, man. What are you doing? Driving, man. I had to get I had to get a clear mind. All this sitting around, you know me. I, I don't uh, I don't sit still too well, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had to get, I had to drive, you know, at least to kind of ground myself and, uh, you know, not, not start another business. I gotcha. Well, yeah, not start another business or another Instagram page or something like that. But, uh, we'll talk about where you're going here in just a few minutes, but we covered Royal Enfield on the AFT show. And I thought everything that, that we talked about was great. Uh, was there anything that we left out that maybe the fans might need to know about your, your new deal with Royal Enfield? I didn't cover a lot. I think there's a, I think there was might have been one bike built back in like the 50s or something that somebody wrote to me and was like, ah, oh, there was a ruling field. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I wasn't born then. So, but it's, it's neat. You know, so we're trying to get everybody, get all the pieces of the puzzle together. And that's kind of why I'm driving right now to, you know, continue this process because, you know, there's a lot of stuff shut down. So now we're just trying to put all the pieces together in the best we can. And, you know, me with my, uh, logic and problem solving and suggestions and people that we know we're able to keep moving 
So that's kind of why I'm driving 22 hours to go somewhere. I got you. It makes a lot of sense. So again, we'll talk about where you're going in, in just a minute. But um, people that that want to go back, they can you know get on AFT's Facebook page and watch the episode with you, or listen, yeah, watch and listen to the episode with me, uh, Bree Poland, and you, and talk about the the new deal. But one thing I wasn't clear on, we kind of touched on a little bit. But do you know what races you're gonna be running that bike with? You know, this year on or at? Yeah, I mean, once we figure out the schedule. Um you know, I think that's the biggest thing right now. We, we had a plan. Uh, we planned to start at Socomia, uh, you know, in New Hampshire for that race, middle of June, and then uh, on a short track, and then do Lima, you know, do the half miles, and then, you know, uh, the Super Twins, we got a provisional kind of deal to do the TPs. I didn't plan to do any miles yet, as we're just, you know, kind of developing the motor, and, you know, miles are definitely a, a tough one on motors, but also just... Uh, you know, resources and stuff too, because everything's kind of being built in the UK. We're kind of waiting, the waiting game to see what happens with the schedule, but still kind of the same thing. All the, all the short tracks, half miles, TTs, you know, if we hit on something and we can do a mile at the end of the year, that'd be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. I love that you're that deep involved, you know, with the with the building of this bike, and, and they're really. It sounds like they're really taking your input and and trying things. But you've also learned that they're not afraid to try things on their own. So I think it's going to be a great combination when we can get to racing. Yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, you know, I, I always joke. One of my one of my things. I love learning. Um, uh, you know, always whatever it's about motorcycles or business or uh, you know, whatever. I just you know, trying to figure out how to use camera better, even though I'm not a photographer. Um, you know, I'm always trying to learn, you know, and that's kind of like one of my, like, I don't know, I would say passions, just learning and like trying to figure stuff out, but also using the people around me and kind of connecting. And, you know, I've had some very good people around me throughout my whole career. And it's kind of like that. I just feel like a good timing where, you know, we're coming in with a bike that is uh, on the outside looking in is not your typical liquid cool, you know, bike that we've, the direction flat track come to are kind of going back to the, you know, a parallel twin uh, air cool bike. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I think like I, I kind of said in the thing, I think there's some advantages, but also it's like, I'm up for the challenge. I'm, I think I have the right people. Um, I think I have some of the abilities to ride a motorcycle, but my also goal of this is not just to develop a motorcycle, just that it works for me. Um, you know, there is a longer term goal with some of the stuff we're doing. And, um, you know, I, I really just, it, it, it's exciting because it's, it's a learning process and get deeper into it and try to, you know, you know, fix your know, solving problems along the way is, is kind of a, like I said, a passion of mine. So, uh, yeah. in these later years of my life. So I think it's kind of, uh, it's exciting. Yeah. I, you know, motivating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. I love that, that you're bringing new people into the sport and people, you know, from other countries in the sport. And I think that's only going to make things be- bigger and better for the you know, entire world of flat track, not just AFT, but you know, flat track overseas, flat track everywhere. And I love what you're doing. So, um, what, what's quarantine life been down there for you and, and your wife and your two kids? What's that been like down in Florida? Yeah. You know, to hit on just, you know, the whole world thing is, one thing is, you know, uh, well, it kind of fits into the whole quarantine thing is uh, I don't sit still. Um, I like to connect with people. I do all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I've been working with the Royal Infield Race Program because uh, it's an Indian-owned company now, and they produce a lot of the, you know, products in India uh, and build the bikes and manufacture. All that stuff is there. So I got that side. But then also I started an online school. Just like I said, I, I can't sit still. And if I don't people coming to me, 
it's something I wanted to do for a long time. So I just, I kind of finally made it happen where I'm like, Hey guys, I'm doing this school. I'm only taking on this many, but it's going to be one-on-one conversation, you know, one-on-one communication and, uh, putting the program as we go, as you ask questions, because it's, um, that's kind of the way my school works anyways. It's a very organically happening school. So I'm like, all right, we're doing this. And I said it, it's the class filled up. But what it filled up with was with riders from across the world. I mean, literally it's Greece, uh, Brazil, uh, Switzerland, England, Netherlands, you know, the U.S. Uh, riders. And I'm, you know, now I'm connecting with different people in different parts of the world time zones and, and having the one-on-one conversations and doing that kind of stuff. So I've been pretty active that way. Um, I've also connected with a group of guys in New Zealand and, um, they've been asking me flat track questions and we got on a Skype, you know, zoom call the other night. Uh, well, yeah, it's night for me morning for them the next day for them. But, uh, we just sat and talked flat track for an hour. Everything you saying to them was so new in ways, you know, they heard some of it or watched some of it and stuff like that. So that's, you know, like you said, like that's, that's kind of like connecting to the world, but that's also been my quarantine is like, I literally just cannot sit still, you know, whether I'm building a track in my backyard or, you know, doing stuff online like this. You know, I've been reading a lot of books, you know, hanging out with kids a bunch. Usually I'm a podcaster. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but, you know, that's usually when I'm driving or flying or something. But I've been mm-hmm. trying to spend a lot of time with the kids. So so I will jump on, and I've been starting to actually read more while they're, you know, watching a movie that evening. You know, I'm hanging out with them, kind of engaged in the movie, but also picked up a new book and just kind of reading it. So I, I'm not one to sit and watch, binge watch anything. Um you know, I, I don't play video games. So that's kind of been my, uh, my court in that. And, you know, the kids have been having a blast. You know, they've been riding their bike, you know, stuff. Cause I do own 16 acres so we can be pretty you know secluded and do our thing. So, you know, daily life didn't really change too much for, for us as far as the family goes, just doing outside stuff. We have a blueberry farm. Blueberries still need, you know, picked and grass needs mowed still. So uh, right, keep right. doing that. And the, the, the wife has been shredding on the, uh, the TikTok. I've been giving her some shit because I'm like, I'm just making these TikTok videos all the time. And then and that's when I was there because I'm such an active, always doing something person, you know, trying to contain myself not to start five businesses while this is going on. And she's <laughs> doing TikTok. And then I like, I did message her because it, it was getting a little tension. I messaged her. I'm like, babe, like, damn, you are pretty good. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I think all of us are going through that kind of stuff especially being confined in an area or, or, or stuck with a certain person. So it's kind of just working through some of that stuff. And it's been really good for me kind of in a way. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I've only seen one of the TikTok ones. I think she put some sunglasses on and flipped a hat up on top and stuff like that. But I've heard you've uh, you've been in some too. So are you trying to get into the to the whole TikTok thing or are you just going to let her do her thing? Uh, usually I, I pull my underwear up and give myself a wedgie and come dance in between, <laughs> dance in between her uh and screw up the video. Just to, right on. Uh, just to, you know, at that time, piss her off. But, you know, then she posted yeah. it, and then it's, uh, yeah. So yeah, it comes, comes back around. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. on the AFT show, we talked about Clary riding around naked, and I got, I was like, I was blown away. And then I've seen Maxon's ripping it like a pancake. Where did that come from? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's funny because I got these headsets from Cena. It's actually what I'm, you know, I'm driving right now. I'm using a headset being uh, safe driving and then you know seeing as a sponsor of mine and i put these headsets on i you know i communicate with my riders and i can record what i'm saying uh, they can actually talk back to me if they wanted to but it's also got a video camera so they can 
see it at the same time. So I put on Max and I'm like, oh, that'd be fun, kind of work with him a little bit. Cause we don't, I don't even really actually ever worked with him much. He just sees and listens to everything I say, and you know, and he just goes out and rides a motorcycle, and he's been impressing me lately. And yeah. um, he just jumped out, and I'm like, hey, my boy, this is pretty cool. He's like, okay. I like riding, ripping up from the dirt. I like ripping up the dirt like a slam pancake. Like a, it's like I'm riding on a pancake. I'm ripping it up like pancake. If I was riding small, I could rip up a pancake. And it was like, they just come down all about dinosaurs and all kinds of stuff, and then it got shared, and then I shared on TikTok and that yeah. kind of stuff, and it's gone viral. And you know, freestyle guys are reposting it. Uh, you know, people are reusing that saying and doing their own videos, and it's it's fun. You know, so it's um, you know, I don't, I have no idea where. And I was kind of thinking that's that's probably the way I was as a kid. Um, I know <laughs> I, I talk to myself when I ride motorcycles these days too. I, I mean, I'm always thinking something else and. Um, when I was in my head when I was riding, um, I always liked math, and I would come home from school, and I'd ride, and I was literally, I think, doing my homework in my head, and I kind of remember this now, and I'm like, well, I guess it's kind of the same thing. I guess he's maybe he was hungry and, you know, wanted some pancakes or um, I don't know. So it's uh, it's cool to see a kid's mind, you know, uh, being able to ride a motorcycle and do something like that and not have to overthink it and actually, you know, that, that natural on a motorcycle. So, um, yeah. You know, I think that's what we'll all, all of us search, search for when we ride motorcycles, and it's just uh, it's cool to see it happen in a uh, six-year-old's mind when you ride motorcycle. That's so cool. I mean, technology is amazing. You know, I, I just, you know, I don't know what I would have done differently if I would have had all this technology, you know, when I was growing up and when I first started riding. But I think, you know, people can learn from it, and you're obviously making that work, you know, doing the – the virtual schools and stuff like that. So, you know, when you talk to people overseas or in different countries, are they with the motorcycle or is it more just like a one-on-one conversation like you and I are having right now? Uh, you know, so, so what I've been doing, my course, you know, uh, this one's a little different just because it's kind of starting off, but, um, and I'm going to be launching more uh, online schools, but kind of taking what I did and refining it, smaller package, a little cheaper, and just kind of get it out to the masses. But, I'm like one of those learners. I have to learn multiple ways to actually understand it or do it. So uh, I did the same thing with this program. I, I set it up to where it's uh, a lot of stuff's written out. Cause I do like to write. My maybe I don't spell everything correctly. My verbiage isn't the perfect, but you know I do like to write. So I wrote I wrote out a lot of stuff. Um, I'm very big on like diagrams and notes. So I do draw a few things out, or have driven and drawn a few things out, and then also I put together videos where. Um, you know, I kind of voice over me doing practice starts or me going, you know, around the track with Alicia videotaping me or if it's point of view, you know, and I get pretty deep. And so far, everybody's like, it's been pretty neat, like, you know, how much he's learned and how he's, you know, it. and that's basically my goal is to, to figure out which way works for everybody and, um, you know, kind of so they can learn it because it's, it's definitely difficult trying to teach somebody um, just because I'm so... Um, you know, I watch, I watch everybody and I break them down and I tell them what to do. Where here, it's like I'm trying to explain it to them in a thought process that they can understand and then figure out a plan. And that's kind of part of it is like making a plan for when they can go ride. Because um, a lot of them can't ride. I mean, the lady in 
chilling or taking the class. She's like, ah, when I can ride again, you know, and she can sit on her motorcycle on, you know, some of the stuff that we can do. You can sit on your motorcycle or, or look at it or take measurements. And then, you know, I go over bike setup and all that kind of stuff, but it is limiting right now for some of us who can ride, who can't ride. So I kind of take that in a factor too. So it's been, uh, it's been challenging, but it's like, like I said, it's like I'm learning just as much from this as I think they are too. So it's, um, it's kind of been a neat process. Yeah, it sounds like it. I think it'll only make your product better overall when we get back to normal. And it's forcing you to look at things a different way, which is forcing the people who are learning to look at it a different way. And, you know, some people learn better from different angles in different ways. So I think it's great for everybody. But um, when we first got on the call, you told us you were driving. So uh, where are you headed and, and what's the plan the rest of this week? Yeah, you know, so so I'm driving. It's a it's a 22 hour drive up to Wisconsin. You know, we're uh, going to see the boys from SNS because they are a technical sponsor of a uh, supporter of the uh, Royal Enfield Race Program this year. And um, obviously, with some of the stuff, you know, the UK's uh, been shut down. Uh, the, uh, India's been shut down, so we haven't been able to get some of the parts done that we wanted. But them being a technical sponsor uh, and supporter with other projects actually has kind of opened up doors for them to have some parts that we could we can actually play around with and build a little motor in the time being while we're waiting for the race motors to get done um, so I can do a little bit more testing. Um, so I'm driving up here to build up a motor and then um, do some more testing here in the next next couple of weeks. So it's uh, you know a little bit of a hike, but it's like it's one of those things where I couldn't sit around any longer. I suggested some stuff and I know they had some projects and Everybody's like, man, John, like, okay, yeah, let's go for it. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a go-getter. You know, I don't love to sit around too much like we just talked about. And um, when I saw the opportunity to kind of make this happen, uh, you know, I bugged, bugged Paul a little bit from SNS. And I'm like, hey, can I come up? Can I come up now? What about now? And he's like, <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll fit you in. And, uh, wow. you know, but it's, it's cool. You know, it's, it's amazing to have a partner like that in this program, you know, because their, their role is actually, you know, obviously exhaust pipes, but also the pro, you know, like the kind of the, the mapping of the bike. They're helping with the ECU and some of that stuff. So, uh, so we can program different things. So that's kind of their original uh, part they're helping with. Uh, but they, so they're kind of just taking this on as a, just kind of help me move the project along. So that's how, that's how great of a company they are, even just considering two weeks ago they you know they got off of being quarantined and they were able to open back up so i'm sure they have a million projects going on and i'm sure i'll be sweeping the shop or you know stocking the shelves or whatever when they're they're working on the bike for me but um i'm up to that you know that's that's my nature if we can get it done we'll, we'll get it done so awesome awesome and, and you've got a, a long relationship with sns and and they helped you you know you were one of the first riders on the on the indian and first one to race at a grand national when the indian came back you and joe cop were a, a big part of it but sns helped you and you got third at the texas half mile with the help from sns on that indian yeah no so i it's funny i think you so i told the story once or twice but it's one of those deals where i i showed up that day at texas uh kenny coolbeth ended up racing but it was that guy owned it and it was Captain Atherton's dad was there, but he was helping Corey Texter that day. Paul Young got there. He's like, hey, this is how you check everything and run through all the processes. Uh, we had a spotlight up that night. You know, the night before, we were in the pit area with a spotlight up, you know, because we were literally low butt. I mean, just, just a motorcycle. Um, and, uh, yeah, we went in and uh, 
Brooks Samoans came over and here's your mechanic. And I was like, uh, yeah, pretty much me. And he's like, uh, <laughs> he gave me a hand that day. And, and we went out, uh, went out, you know, five first and second on a thing and then ended up getting third in the main event. So, um, yeah, you know, all the guys have been amazing through and, you know, Hunter and the other guys, you know, just jump in. I had a, an event last year at the AIM Expo and, uh, they were there and I, they were like, hey, any ass? and I'm like, yeah, I could use a flagger. And then there's Jeff Bailey and, and Hunter out there flagging and doing that kind of stuff. They're just that awesome of a company. So we got an event coming up at Traveler's Rest, May 22nd through the 24th. The 22nd is a Friday. That's practice day, uh, 23rd and 24th, Memorial Weekend. You got a, or There's an event at Traveler's Rest. Are you a big part of this event, or are you helping out, or what's, what's the story on Traveler's Rest? Yeah, you know, so it was it was already this event, this uh, Thunder on the Mountain, that was supposed to be the first race of uh, the Flat Track Futures. Um, and we were supposed to do it in April. And then, obviously, with everything going on, we got, you know, we had to postpone it. And then, uh, you know, uh, the, the state of South Carolina has opened back up and sent the county that's the track in has given the track, you know, 100% occupancy, uh, move forward, you know, kind of deal. So, uh, they ran through all the precautions and stuff. You know, he's gone out and uh, got hand sanitizers, did this, did that, marked stuff, did everything he can to, you know, keep keep racing alive. Um, you know, because all these tracks really rely on, you know, at this time of year of going racing. You know, so we, we already had a plan that this was going to be a, an event. You know, we, we had a lot of stuff we were going to announce for uh, sponsorships and contingencies for Flight Check Futures, and obviously that got put on hold, but... We were able to put it together, and, you know, there's a lot of races being canceled. Uh, this is one city, one county that can make it happen, and uh, we're pretty confident in, in the precautionary stuff we're going, to, we're going to put place. You know, we want to provide racing, and we want to go want to go race. So, you know, me and Eddie Ray from Traveler's Rest are uh, making it happen. We're kind of partners on, you know, kind of a lot of, a lot of adventures like this. So, yeah, it's time, time to see if we can get racing and have some fun, and, uh, you know, Project Futures is mainly for amateurs, but you know, we to make it uh, to make it good for everybody. We and for a show for the fans uh, that you know, we're from some professionals. We put together a ten thousand dollar purse and uh, over two nights, and um, plan to have some pros there, facing it up. Man, sounds like a good deal. I'm anxious to get back to a racetrack. I hope I hope it goes off without a hitch, and I hope you get a lot of riders down there. I know you got a lot going on. I know you're almost up there to SNS in Wisconsin, but we appreciate you stopping by. I know it's been a little while since we had you on off the groove, but uh, it's always good catching up with you. And and uh, man, I can't wait to see you at the racetrack. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited just to get back to the track, to everybody, and see all the family. And you know, we all been connecting on Facebook. You know, some of us, you know, more than others, have been. You know, chatting, I think, almost more than, you know, we have in a long time. And it's uh, it's good. And it's, I think it's going to, you know, rekindle everything and get back to racing. And it's going to be exciting. I think it's an exciting season as, uh, as things come together again. And, you know, however it comes together. And, um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm looking forward to see you, Scotty, and, and make this happen. Awesome, Johnny. Thanks for your time. It's always good talking to you. And uh, have fun up there at SNS. Uh, I'll try. Might be a little chillier than I'm used to, but I'll try. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Right, later. That dude is ripping it like a pancake. No, that's his son. Oh, that's right. That's, that's Maxon. Right. That's Maxon. Dude, did you actually see that video? No, I haven't. I yet. gotta you send, it you're to gonna you. send it to it me, is, but I gotta check it out. It's hilarious, man. It is hilarious. It's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. We need to figure out a way to uh, to make that a regular thing that we say somehow on the podcast. 
ripping it like a pancake. Ripping it like a pancake. I'll maybe write it down we'll figure it I'll, out. I'll forget. How do you forget yeah. that? Ripping it like a pancake. It's brilliant. I don't know, man. I, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not something that flows together like it should be together. What are you talking about? No, it definitely, dude. It flows right off the tongue. It's brilliant. It's genius. It's everything. It's all the things. Maxon, if you're listening, buddy, it's my favorite quote ever. Ripping it like a pancake. We should make some decals. A dude. He should have his own stickers. I'll make his stickers. Ripping it like a pancake and maxing. If, if, and he, e- if he ever starts racing, he's going to have a nickname Flapjack. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Scotty Dubler, the nicknamer, Flapjack. Maxon Lewis. I love it. Dude, I can't say enough good things about Johnny Lewis. Uh, he, like... The guy's insane. I don't know how he focuses on all those things and does everything he does. He's uh, he's never one to slow down and uh, always cool to talk to. Great perspective. Uh, and just the way he, uh, just the energy he brings to the sport is always awesome to hear from. You know what? I think we could talk to him every week and talk about something different that he's doing or yep. has done or has planned because he's got so many things going on, but they're all good. And most of them have you know, revolve around motorcycles and around racing. And it's amazing. I don't doubt for a second that when he said that he's been tempted to start four or five companies, like that he literally was probably on, about to sign on the dotted line to start those companies. Like, and shit, he may start it in a week or two, just knowing him. So who knows? He probably will. <laughs> um, but no, good to talk to him. Uh, maybe, hopefully we'll, we'll get to check in with him again down the road and hear how this Royal Enfield thing goes throughout the year. Um, and I can't wait for the for the event at the end of May here. So I may even try to make my way up to South Carolina. It's not too far from you. It's not. What about you? You want to come over? I'll buy you a plane ticket. Well, Ooh. I might be at a Steve Nace race that weekend. <sighs> where's, where's Steve Nace racing? Well, that's Memorial Weekend, and it's supposed to be in Springfield, Illinois. It's supposed to be a three-day race, uh, short track, short track, and TT, but... That might get moved. We'll have to wait and see what's going on with the, uh, you know, with the government and everything in the state of Illinois. There's a backup plan, but we can't talk about it just yet. But I've uh, I've been on the phone with Steve. And as soon as we hear something uh, from them, we'll, we'll definitely relay it here on Off the Groove. That's how messed up I am with the schedule and everything. Dude, I didn't even realize that weekend was Memorial Day weekend. That's crazy. Well, I have I have to because May 24th is my daughter's birthday, well, and go. most of the time, it you know Memorial Weekend is usually around my daughter's birthday or my mom's birthday, which is May 29th. So yeah. uh, usually I'm gone. I usually miss one of their birthdays, sometimes both of them. If you're gonna miss a birthday, it shouldn't be your daughter's or your mother's. I'll tell you that. Well, I know, but uh, I catch flack for it every year, and so <laughs> it just means that I have to get a little bit nicer gift yeah and uh make sure they're happy i got you all right dude well i guess that's 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 all i got for this week what do you think sounds good man what are you doing this weekend (laughs) i might mean what are you doing tomorrow i mean does it matter if it's a weekend or not i might actually be going down to daytona later today oh yeah yeah you're gonna go get a job uh go back to work for the for, for big brother uh no i'm good on that i think i'm having too much fun uh doing doing my own stuff here uh but i may be going to shoot some video for a rider or two so more to come on all that right. well you dangling a carrot out there for us sure why not all right i like it well, you like we'll you like carrots i do like carrots all right that's about the only vegetable i like i may be going stand up paddle boarding too that'll be fun that's not anything related i to thought you were gonna but... say stand up comedy tour or something no i gave up on that years ago man yeah but i was stand- excited for a second stand up paddle boarding sounds one now 
Sounds like a lot of work to me. Nah, dude, it's so easy. And I suck at balance. You, you dig it. Next time you're down here, we just got boards. Next time you're down here, we'll, we'll go. All right, sounds good. Hey, I got an idea. I bet it got lonely. Yep. Before you start riding, or uh-huh. when you start riding, like you say you're going to, oh boy, I think you should take a moto anatomy course. I've actually talked to Johnny Lewis about that. I think that would be awesome. Texter said that he'd teach me in, in no time, too. He said he's taught like people who've never touched a motorcycle, which would be me, in no time. So I got a few people yeah. that, that know a thing or two about it. And All I'm right. sure you could show me something. Or, I don't know. You know how to fall? What happens, uh, what happens if you trip over the curb? Do you know how to fall down? Do you know how to put your hands down? Do you yeah. know how to tuck and roll? Yeah. All right, same thing. Yeah, exactly the same thing. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. There's got to be some cameras for sure when I when I give it a yeah, go because it's it's going to yeah. be worth documenting. And I just got to make sure I'm up on my insurance because there'll be broken bones for sure because I'm old. You're not going to go that fast right off the bat. You, I promise. I don't I don't mess around. When I do something, I go all out. All right, we'll definitely bring cameras and helmets. Yeah, and, uh, they'll be like, mattresses. "This is the throttle. Go easy on it," and I'll be like, "Ring." Yeah. Yep. Panic. The little panic. Exactly. All right. Enough about that. All right. Well, keep it safe. Keep it on four wheels. Everybody else, smash that like button. Yeah. All your friends about our podcast. We appreciate all of our listeners, all of our followers, and, of course, all of our shares. And Ep- talk to you guys next week. Episode number 131 in the books. Next week, we got episode number 132. Who do you think we should have for 132? Hmm. Hmm. All right, guys. See you next week. Later.